Welcome back, sports fans. This week, we've got some cheers and jeers for some Heisman Trophy winners of years past. We've got plenty of top 10 college football talk from this season and a mascot draft for the ages. I'm Hooli. I'm the Joe. And I can't believe that both number one picks have a similar theme. <laughs> At least one is overt and one is covert. Very true. If I eat either of them, I'll throw up. <laughs> I think they... I'm on board for both. <laughs> these and are such like... <laughs> these are very long-seated jokes, but I kind of like that about it. Yeah. I'm only into one of them. And you might be surprised which. <laughs> moment we've all been waiting for the starting lineup let's kick things off in the nfl hooli the vikings were forced to make a quick deal this week after their starting quarterback teddy bridgewater went down in a preseason game and tore his acl the minnesota vikings tried to keep their Super Bowl hopes alive for the year and quickly went out and made a trade for Philadelphia quarterback Sam Bradford, giving up a first and a fourth rounder for the quarterback. Mm. The only thing that got traded faster than Bradford were subprime mortgages in 08. And it would not be a week in the NFL unless some player got arrested for something or other. Running back tight end hybrid Bruce Miller was recently released by the San Francisco 49ers after being arrested for battery, aggravated assault, assault with a deadly weapon, threat and battery, and elderly abuse. All apparently stemming from a hotel that was overbooked. Well, I think you can trust that when this goes to court, this is going to be one case that Matt Locke is not going to take. <laughs> Uh, I'm going to take that whole thing again. I'm so sorry. No, that's fine. Running back tight end hybrid Bruce Miller was recently released by the San Francisco 49ers after being arrested and charged with battery, assault with a deadly weapon, aggravated assault, threats, and elderly abuse. I think you can trust that when this finally goes to court, this is one case that Matlock is not going to take. Switching gears from an NFL asshole to an MLB prospect. What do we got, MB? Gary Sanchez, recently called up New York Yankees catcher, became the fastest rookie to ever get to 11 home runs, meaning we can now refer to that feat as a Gary Sanchez, making his family much happier than his cousin Dirty. <laughs> Sticking with baseball... My hometown, Cleveland Motorcycles, recently made a trade, bringing former fan favorite Coco Crisp back on the team. Manager Terry Francona has said that he's looking forward to having Coco Crisp available as he's part of a balanced breakfast. I mean, lineup. Lineup. Coco Crisp is part of a balanced lineup. And to round out the starting lineup, when worlds collide. Former Heisman Trophy winner, Tim Tebow put on a baseball showcase of sorts for prospective MLB teams. It seems that the athlete is trying to play his hand at baseball, hit a couple of dingers, throwing didn't look so well, but it looks like he's trying to trade one 700 club for another. Uh, I heard that he made a condition known to all teams that he won't be able to play any games Sunday mornings at 9.30, 11.30, or at 1 in Spanish. I think that we could tell Tim Tebow jokes all day, but instead of just adding to this Kardashian of the sports world, we're <laughs> going to spend the last moments of the starting lineup lo uh, loaning our airtime and voices to a more worthy cause. 49ers quarterback Colin Kaepernick has made some headlines recently by remaining seated during the national anthem, which has 
definitely caused an uproar with maybe some more of the sports, more middle American fan base. Um, (laughs) Colin Kaepernick is saying that he's doing this because in a country that is supposedly land of the free, home of the brave, there is routine and systemic unequal treatment of the members of a society of color. And I don't really think he's wrong. No. I sit with Cap. I think it's absolutely his right. He has very strong feelings about what's happening, and he's chosen this as his voice, as his form of protest. He is garnering a lot of support and a lot of opposition from people. Uh, The funny thing is, his jersey sales in the past two weeks have been more than the last eight months combined. No way. Yep. See, that I just think that it's it's really heartening to me as someone who, you know, we we see you know, we we told jokes about guys like Bruce Miller getting arrested and getting released and then you see a guy trying to stand up for something that he believes in, trying to use his spotlight for good and getting, you know, national headlines as a result of it you know so what the response is he has perpetuated a conversation that didn't exist before it yes uh i think a lot of the people who at are at least in this way obviously the conversation existed but i think that it's a conversation we need to keep having until we can all agree that it's in a better place or it, it's it's where it should be and um, cap is doing an incredible job of bringing that to light yeah a yeah. lot of a lot of the, i think the people who have been upset by it have been uh referencing like the military and like you can't disrespect our troops like that and uh, uh, mr kaepernick has said very clearly this has nothing to do with the troops in fact he's had troops uh he's had conversations with with military veterans and and there have been a lot who and that this is what they've defended is his right to say whatever he wants because that is one of the things that makes america great is like you can't get, as long as you're not yelling fire in a crowded movie theater, you're doing okay. You're allowed to say whatever you want, whatever your opinion, whatever your thought is. And if, if you are a celebrity, if, if somebody who is in the public eye and you feel that there is some cause that needs attention, some conversation that needs to be talked about, then kudos to you for, for yeah. bringing it to the fight, you know, bringing the fight to it. He's also uh, in response to getting some heat from troops and from from supporters of said troops. um, He decided to, instead of saying seated, to take a knee, Mm -hmm. um, Mm -hmm. which I do like if we're talking about, you know, we're already talking about this like pedantic pageantry of doing something during a, you know, all of this is just symbolism. Mm -hmm. It means nothing in the grand scheme of things so if we're talking about symbolism and paying respect and all this shit even being willing to just go like okay i won't sit i'll take a knee Mm -hmm. you know if that's Mm -hmm. if that is a difference in respect level for you then so be it you know so he's like he's not even trying to like he's trying to avoid being disrespectful his voice kind of heard I think it's great that he's able to be in a position to have his voice heard, and I think it's great that he's able to be in a position to use his wallet to have it heard as well. He's gotten some great support. Obama's recently come out and said he supports his constitutional right to do that. We say with Cap. Neil. Neil. Sid. We, we kneel with Cap. Neil. We kneel with Cap. Looks like it's time for walk-ons. For the first portion of our walk-on segment, we will spend some time discussing the AP-ranked top 10 in college football. That's right. This past weekend saw the start of one of my favorite times of the year, at least where the um, SEC UGA Bulldogs are concerned. (laughs) Ugh. But why don't you guys uh, take us away and start us at the bottom? Yeah, college football season kicked off with quite a first week. So the number 10 uh, going into week one, uh, which surely there will be some shakeups after this first week. But <laughs> What? What? 
But going into the week, sitting at number 10 in the AP Top 25 was Notre Dame. They had a hell of a game with Texas. Man, them Longhorns and them Irish sure can smash each other in the mouth. They sure did. You sure got a pretty mouth to smash. Woo! Um, Texas unranked in the top 25, but that's likely going to change. Took Notre Dame to double overtime, uh, eventually winning the game 50-47. to 47. Uh, In regulation, the game was tied on a blocked point after attempt that was returned for two points. Wow. Yeah. That's to get to double overtime. Mm-mm-mm. Um, I think that uh, uh, potentially the best individual effort of the game was from the uh, Notre Dame quarterback, Deshane, Deshaun Kaiser. Uh, from Notre Dame quarterback, Deshaun Kaiser, 15 of 24 for 215 yards, five passing touchdowns. 13 rushes for 77 yards and a rushing touchdown. So for those of you keeping score at home, that's almost 300 yards of offense and six touchdowns and still (laughs) not enough for the win. Woof. Woof indeed. So wouldn't be surprised to see Notre Dame slip out of that number 10 spot uh, and see Texas make some appearance in the top 25. No, I think that's absolutely something that can and will happen. Uh, There's no way that you beat the top 10 team and not move at least into the top 25, especially when you have your own network. <laughs> yes, that, that tends to help. So moving from number 10 to number nine, Tennessee, they... Them volunteers. Ooh, I would not volunteer for this game. They won a squeaker against Appalachian State. In overtime. You know what, man? A lot of people are going to hate on, you know, be like, well, it's App State. You know, they beat Michigan. Okay? I remember that, too. They beat Michigan App State can ball. That also was probably like four or five years ago when that happened. They have a good program. <laughs> you don't say that the Spurs are bad at basketball now because they were good five years ago. I'll say it. App State are the San Antonio Spurs of college football. I There's no way that's a complete metaphor. We don't have enough time on this podcast to disassemble all of the reasons <laughs> why that is patently false. So I'm just going to ignore it. Um, <laughs> uh, again, I mean, Tennessee sitting at number nine couldn't really put away this, this team. I wouldn't be surprised to see them slip maybe out of the top ten. It, we'll see. Uh, there were some other losses. I don't remember if there's any huge blowouts in the teens. I mean, that someone can leapfrog them that high. Appalachian State was up 13 3 at the half. 13 3! They could be up a million to two. Who got the W in the win column? Tennessee. Great. Tennessee stays in the top 10. Yeah, right, I mean, if we, if we really want to, you know, stretch this, the. Furman University Paladins, my alma mater, who is in the same division, the SOCON, as the Appalachian State Mountaineers. Mm -hmm. They are one of our biggest rivals and perennially beat the dog shit out of us because they're just a much better team than we are. (laughs) Uh, The Furman Paladins played a 12th-ranked Michigan State University team. And... In the fourth quarter, the score was, let's see, at one point, Furman was within a touchdown with um, 13 minutes left on the clock, and then Michigan State scored again, and the final was 28-13. So, Still this season, the Furman Paladins are going to be really bad, and the Michigan State uh, Spartans are going to be really good. So it's hard to, like, you know, they still beat the team. Yeah, Should it have gone to overtime? Absolutely not. Like, uh, <laughs> is there still an element of, like, um, let's, like, play our third string because we're playing a team who's not in our conference? Whoops, we let things get out of hand. Yep. <laughs> Any given Saturday. Yeah. Moving forward, we have the Stanford Trees. 
trees. <laughs> Taking on the Kansas State Wildcats. This is a match that the Stanford Cardinals were able to take 26 to 13. They It was pretty evenly matched as far as first downs and yards and everything. Stanford just clearly is the better team. I mean, they have early Heisman favorite Christian McCaffrey at running back. Uh, 22 carries, 126 yards, two touchdowns, and legs that look like a cartoon. He looks like he's <laughs> – in every highlight I watch of McCaffrey, he looks like his legs are just turning to wheels, and yeah. he's uh, leaving everyone else behind him. Yeah, it's just number five and dust behind him. Uh, I think this game had a couple of my other favorite names uh, of, of games this weekend, though, between Michael Rector yes, and yes. Isaiah Zuber. So, God bless Rector, you. Rector, I hardly Zuber. <laughs> well, that was the peak of comedy. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> uh, number seven, Michigan, Big Blue. Woo! Go uh, Blue! Defeats Hawaii 63 to 3. Now, we had an insider at the game <laughs> who kept her wits about her the whole time. Mary Beth, what is the inside scoop? Uh, at this game uh, that took place in Ann Arbor. Um, so I, w- I was at that game, and uh, what I can say is that um, the final score was 63-3. to three. <laughs> um, The Hawaii fans that I attended the game with were among about 20 total that I saw. Mind you, I went with like 11 to 12 Hawaii fans. And... <laughs> um, the Big House is the second largest stadium in the world next to a stadium that is in Korea that dictators use to speak to hundreds of thousands of people at a time. I'm sure that doesn't let Jim Harbaugh go on any power trip of any kind. <laughs> so Jim Harbaugh told a rapt audience of 110,000 people that Michigan could beat a team that they really had no business playing against in week <laughs> one. <laughs> uh, Jim Harbaugh waited until Saturday morning to announce his starting quarterback. Uh, went with Wilton Spate, uh, who went 10 of 13, 145 yards, three touchdowns. That's the most interesting stat line that I can come up with other than 63-3. That's the thing is, like, it wasn't even – it just was so uh, poorly matched that it like yeah. wasn't even a fun game to watch. So Hawaii scored late, correct? Correct. Yes. And did that prompt any, any? Uh, <laughs> yeah, that field cheer goal. or chant? People really rallied oh, behind that. Oh, I mean, the people that I was with lost their minds when this happened, and <laughs> thus, as we left the stadium, if I remember correctly, <laughs> we were all chanting. No, shut out. No, <laughs> shut out. Just probably to the added delight of all of the uh, Michigan fans mm-hmm. who are also leaving their house. Coming from a Browns fan, I understand the power of the no shutout chance. Exactly. So it, it resonates very deeply with me. Well, that's game one towards an undefeated season. The last game of the season will be against this next team. The... Ohio State University, uh, sitting currently at uh, number six in the AP Top Ten, defeated Bowling Green 77-10. And that was your Tecmo Bowl score of the week. (laughs) OSU, Urban Meyer, this is what happens when you play on the rookie difficulty. JT Barrett sets a record with seven touchdowns. Jesus, he looked insane. Good Lord. Six of them passing touchdowns. Uh I think I mean OSU under Urban Meyer has been an absolute force. I let's let's not lick his butthole clean real quick. I mean <laughs> he did have one interception, so let's let's not. You're right. It let's was, calm down. It was not perfect. It was not a shutout. <laughs> Defense did give up ten points. The, yeah. I mean they only kept the the margin of victory to be sixty seven points. Wow. That their margin of victory is more than the total score combined of Michigan and Hawaii. Yeah. Wow. So. Well, luckily, Bowling Green isn't too far from Columbus, so the Falcons could cry their whole way home and just float down that <laughs> river of sadness. <laughs> Jesus. I mean, it was, I mean, like, total yards. 
244 to 776. 776. That's how you score 77 points. You go up and down the field 10 times. Yep. <laughs> that's it. I had that same thought. <laughs> like, it's just like, well, yeah, that's how many yards it would take. Are <laughs> that many touchdowns? <laughs> yep. I mean, they look good. Like you said, you can lick his butthole clean. He's actually doing a fantastic job down there. The recruiting is great. I'm glad that my man in khakis, you know, like college football is better when Ohio State and Michigan are both good. Agreed. Absolutely agreed. I'm from Ohio. Never was an Ohio State fan, but like by default, if I had to root for a top level college program, it would be Ohio State. So this is exciting. And agreed. When they're both really good, uh, college football is good. Speaking of another powerhouse school from a powerhouse mm-hmm. conference, sitting at number five in the top ten is Louisiana State University. Lost to Wisconsin, 14 to 16. Yeah, the Badgers. Mm. <laughs> we don't need no stinking Badgers. We do. Previously unranked Wisconsin. Yeah. So Maybe going to change? Yeah, I was going to say that they might be one that, uh, that slides on in. Offensive line university. <laughs> Leonard Fournette, 23 carries, 138 yards. Josh Boutte suspended and ejected after a late hit after that interception, the, the game-winning, the mm-hmm. game-closing interception. So I guess what that referee made would technically be a Boutte call. <laughs> Uh, this was a this was an interesting um, discovery for me as someone who is an SEC fan, but not necessarily one of LSU. Sure. I think that LSU is like one of the most perennially like overrated college entities. There, a lot of their success, even in the years where they've like had it, has been very sneakily. They've never been mm-hmm. a, a Crimson Tide, you know, just absolute powerhouse. They, yeah. They're always, you know, they would do the kind of thing that Wisconsin did to them, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. They would, like, mm-hmm. sneak into a win, and then Les Miles would act like it that he was, like, still God's gift of football, even though it was some, like, weird, you know, missed field goal that they – they just, like – I don't know what it is. I think they're always overrated. No, th- and, and they would. And they'd get into, like, situations where they could win because, like, the Razorbacks beat someone else. Yeah. And then it's like, well, and what the shit? And then they pull it out. Yeah. Right, because you didn't play Alabama that year. Right. So you couldn't get that guaranteed loss. Exactly. And somehow they lost to Ole Miss and then, yeah. Yeah, so it's actually kind of interesting for me as an SEC fan to watch one of their, you know, favorites go down like yeah. this just because – I usually am like, yeah, they probably deserved it <laughs> like, <laughs> because it's, it goes back to any given Saturday, you know, any other, any, any given Saturday, LSU could have, you know, not like lost out on that last ditch drive, you know, like it, it, they could have connected and that's the win. And then they go on to, you know, cobble together a season of wins. I, I don't know. Five seemed generous to go into uh, the season with in the first place to me. Well, all is right in the world. The Big Ten has beaten the SEC. Hey, so fuck we'll off. We'll see where they slide. <laughs> <laughs> Here's someone we can all hate. Florida State. <laughs> Come on down. So true. I'm actually really <laughs> bummed out about finding out that that was the final for that game. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Closed just a little bit ago. Florida State has a 22-point comeback to defeat Ole Miss. Uh, so Florida State takes the win, 45-34. Well, that's good. Florida State hasn't had anything good happen to them recently, so I guess I'm I'm happy for them. <laughs> From the end of the first half into the beginning of the fourth quarter, they had 20... Yeah, thirty-three unanswered points. You can't, you can't win a game like that. You no. can't let a team get almost as many points as you score in the whole game in essentially a quarter. Yeah, God, and they lit, they just lit him up in that third. I mean, I mean, uh, redshirt freshman quarterback DeAndre Francois finished the game thirty-three of fifty-two attempts 
for 419 yards and two touchdowns. Uh, I mean, when you are behind and need to make up 20, 30 points, yeah, you're probably going to end up throwing it 52 times. And he did almost all of that in the second half. Yeah. Like, need need we forget that they had – they almost went into the second half with six points. They barely eked into into it with 13. Jameis Winston was on the sideline looking very confused and seen squinting at some of the scores, and it was just – so perfect to watch him <laughs> suffer in a way that doesn't involve stealing crab legs. <laughs> uh, rolling through the top five, going to number three, short-lived number three. Ooh, yeah. The Oklahoma Sooners. Bye. <laughs> they lost to Houston 23-33. to uh, In this game was a kick six. Perhaps one of my favorite plays in all of football, uh-huh. the kick six. Uh, Brandon Wilson, uh, Houston, returned a failed field goal, uh, was the only player last year in all of college football uh, to have multiple touchdowns on offense, defense, and special teams last year. Wow. Um, Houston, this is their uh, first time ever defeating back-to-back top 10 teams uh, after they beat Florida State last year in the Peach Bowl 38-24. Mm-hmm. That's right. So this is a legit team. They're making a freaking name for themselves. Absolutely. More so than uh, Oklahoma falling out at number three, Houston better see some rise from 15. By for all- those to be the last two games they played? Exactly. Yeah. By all accounts, this wasn't a game that Houston squeaked out. It was a game that they were dominating the whole time. I mean, they won by 10, and that's only because because Oklahoma put up one more in the last couple minutes. Yep. Yeah. They otherwise they would have just they won by more a margin of more than two touchdowns. Yeah. Yeah, it would have been like a three possession. Yeah. That's that's not eking. That's, no. No. That's not, you know, Wisconsin lucking out over LSU no. and that game, you know, easily like could have gone the other way. That is a trounce. So good on you, Houston. Yeah, I mean, I'm. <laughs> I don't know why. You Houston. You Houston. <laughs> um, I don't know why that tickles. I don't know either. Uh, they were sitting at number fifteen in the uh, AP poll, thirteen in the coaches poll. So I'm sure, I am sure that they will be getting some love this week. Yeah. Unless for some reason the the pollsters really think that they need something else to bolster their resume. But I, I think for most fans of the game, this is uh, a pretty clearly a, a, a new dominant team in the landscape. Yeah, they'll absolutely make MB, we're going down to uh, some people to back down to your neighborhood, not necessarily uh, SEC, but we sliding back in. I mean, I'll raise the SEC. No. Clemson Tigers. No, I said Auburn is the SEC though. Yeah. So it is. That's oh it. sure, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I was like, they were playing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sorry. No, that's right, and that's all. And that's all. That Clemson uh, Auburn game is always good. I mean, you gotta love that Tiger on Tiger action. Um, it's great. <laughs> I really couldn't dislike two teams more. I don't think. <laughs> <laughs> So seeing Auburn kind of light a fire under Clemson and making them earn this one, um, as an SEC fan, that's, you know, nice. Um, uh, You want to see a team that, even if they're unranked, you want to see them, you know, put up a fight against those those top ten teams in the ACC. Mm -hmm. Uh, Auburn is the kind of team that, even when they're not great, they're still probably going to be all right because it is, after all, the SEC and, like, even the worst among us, aside from maybe, like, Vanderbilt, yeah. are still going to, to have a, a put a decent team together. So it, it doesn't surprise me that this game was interesting. It also does surprise me that that's the way that it went. Um, at least that's my take on, on this one. I think uh – yeah, Clemson takes it 1913. Uh, Clemson quarterback Deshaun Watson, 19 of 34, 248 yards, one touchdown. Very likely uh, has the potential to be the top quarterback in the draft next year. Um, Clemson almost handed the game over to Auburn. Uh, Dabo Swinney cast a spell that almost backfired. Um, had no defense against the dark arts in this game. 
um, where they could have run out the clock. <laughs> they could have kicked a field goal, rather, uh, to try to put some more points on the board, decided to try to convert a fourth down, failed, gave Auburn quite a few shots at the end zone, but they could not convert. So, um, you know, I, I think if, if they lost, Dabo Swinney would have had some trouble showing his face. Luckily, could have just taken apologies potion to look like somebody else. <laughs> And the number one team for all of recent memory and all of the foreseeable future, Alabama Crimson Tide, Roll Tide, um, defeats USC 52-6 to in Arlington in Jerry World. With a freshman quarterback. Yes. <laughs> yes. Uh, Jalen Hurts. Hurts so good. <laughs> uh, Alabama has some eye-popping stats Running back Damian Harris, 138 yards, nine carries. Yeah. Nine carries. Excuse me while I kiss this guy. Just getting 14 carries a yard. No big deal. Uh, Ardorius Stewart, four receptions, 113 yards, two of them touchdowns. So uh, Alabama just absolutely manhandling, um, you know, a, a, a school that has name recognition and brand power at the very least, even if they're not uh, uh, highly ranked at the moment. Um, no, but, and they're probably... I mean, they're still top 25. Yeah, but yeah. are they top 25 because they're the Act- Trojans? Yes. I mean, they're top 25 <laughs> in the same way that Notre Dame is top 10. Yeah. Mm. Hey, you know, we'll see where it all shakes out after this week. Yeah, 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 yeah. But uh, any other thoughts on any of these games? Um, I love Texas running a two-quarterback system. Uh, 16-year-old true freshman Shane Bouchelle. How old? 18. What did I say, 16? Yeah. Yeah, I was like, Sweet. 12-year-old Shane Bouchelle. (laughs) You hear about that fucking six-year-old they got down to Texas? (laughs) He's the size of a house. Dude, they brought this fetus in for the combine. Uh, I think I mean, second fetus. rounder. Six ounces, but like, dude, 24-inch vertical? Room to grow. That's something you can't teach. No. And also in Texas, fetuses do count as people, so. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. So, it, unfortunately, he does count towards the time. roster cap. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, 18-year-old Shane Bouchelle has the arm in the running back backfield. He threw for 280 yards, two touchdowns. First true freshman to start for Texas since 1944. Uh, he is the more... Lithe of the two. He's 6'1", 191 pounds. The other quarterback, Tyrone Swoops, 6'4", 249-pound quarterback, a senior. He was 0-for-1, passing, and three rushing touchdowns, including the game winner in double overtime. Wanted to talk about those guys, so props to both of you. Yeah, good work for making it work. Did you have a favorite hit of the week? Anything that uh, stood out to you? I saw a Penn State hit. Did you see this? Mm-mm. They have a 5'10", 260-pound oh. kicker. Oh, shoot. And uh, they had a lane, and you had one man to beat, and that kicker laid wood. Ooh. Just, like, dropped a shoulder and, like, leveled the kid. Laces That's out, Dan. Amazing. Dude, laces out, helmets off. That kid got rocked. That Penn State kicker can hit. Woof. I think it was a great week. And college football for the first one. Normally, there's a bunch of cream puff games on this first week, like Ohio State and Michigan had. But Notre Dame and Texas keeping it interesting. Florida State helping us do that. Alabama can go fuck itself. But <laughs> I thought it was a great first week. Agreed. And I think that the schedule makers are, are more open to giving legitimate matchups in the beginning part of the season. And I, I think mm-hmm. that eventually – uh, you know, when these teams are vying for playoff spots, we're going to be able to look back at these and, and still be like, well, it was early in the season. People were figuring stuff out. But it's nice to start off the season with a couple big bangs instead of all of these tune-up matches. Yeah. Which is great and probably the direction that it's heading, but that doesn't bode well for my alma mater. Because when you're sitting at the bottom of the MAC, sometimes the only games you get are against big 10 teams who want to beat the snout out of you. And you're like, yeah, we'll take some of your ad revenue. Yep. That's how the world turns. Mm-hmm. 
we've talked about what we think are some of the merits and demerits of the actual top ten of the of NCAA football right now. But what we really want to know here at Sports Retorts is who our top ten draft picks should be where the mascots of these teams are concerned. These are the face of the franchise that survive year in and year out. A player at most five years if he's redshirted sure. as part of that team. A coach is there for a while, but he's he's in the nitty-gritty. The face that the fans see, the real face of the franchise. Yeah. Are these fucking mascots. And God damn it, are there some fucking bonkers ones out there. Absolutely. So we did a coin flip off mic. Uh, where I won, so I will get to choose my mascot first to join my team of mascots. Great. That sounds perfect. You uh, threw the coin farther than I did. It's only fair. <laughs> I think this one is, is – it feels a little on the head to be the very first one, but I feel like if I don't pick this one, it'll give him the shaft. And I, I understand that this pick may be a little hairy, but I think he's got it in the in the bag or the sack, however you want to say it. So I mean, I think I know where you're going, and it taint the worst pick you can make. <laughs> Other dick pun. So I <laughs> no bones about it. <laughs> <laughs> I think this school should erect a statue in his honor. The Rhode Island School of Design. Their teams, uh, their hockey team is the Nads, and their basketball team is the Balls. So their mar- mascot is Scrody the Nads, which is just a giant walking penis costume. So, like, good on you, Rhode Island School of Design. A school of design. What's the mascot that we can come up with? How about a fucking dick and balls? <laughs> Love it. Let's I mean- make sure the head is pinker than the rest of the body. If they did erect a statue, it would be beautiful. <laughs> it absolutely would. Uh, so that is going to be my first overall pick is Scrody the Nads from RISD. A great choice. Uh, I'm going to stay along the same category. Okay. It's not a pick that I'm particularly happy about. Uh, I do like it. Don't get me wrong. But I feel like this is another one. I have some other favorite picks later, but this is like that sexy wide receiver that you got to take at the top of the draft when you got some, you know, you win your draft in the later rounds. I'm going with the Evergreen State College Speedy the Gooey Duck. <laughs> if you're not familiar with a gooey duck, it's a giant dick in a clamshell. <laughs> <laughs> It really is the only way to describe it. I don't know much more about it other than that it also is in the bivalve mollusk category. There you go. So I can't eat it. Oh. Right, because number one thing on my list is a giant dick and a clam. (laughs) But the Evergreen State has chosen this large mollusk as their mascot, and Speedy is the name of their mascot. And I'm going to go with that. Great choice. Thank you. I'm going to give a little bit more teeth to my team, and I'm going to pick one of the live animal mascots in college football, LSU's Mike the Tiger, because what is more fierce than a live fucking tiger? I don't care that I have to keep him in a cage and roll him around. Him and Scrody, awesome one-two combo. Ugh. Fucking! It's a tiger! It's a tiger! Come on! The only thing His more name terrifying, is Mike. Uh, <laughs> it's like the most accountant tiger basic, name. Like I, I would, I would agree there that like minus you, minus points for that. That's probably why he wasn't my first overall. Sure, That's probably true. Sure. You know, you know what a good name for a tiger is, Tony. Tony. Yes. Tony. Do you know what? A, do you know what a really good name for a tiger is? Anything other than Mike. <laughs> <laughs> Just like chompy. Yeah, right. Stripes. Fruit stripes. Mostly orange. Mostly orange the tiger. Better, <laughs> better than Mike. You call him Mo. Giant Halloween cat. <laughs> the yeah. tiger. The tiger. 
GHC, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> GHC, yeah, you know me. Sounds like a weird, bad foreign translation for Tiger. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So your pick, Huli. It is on me. I'm going with possibly one of the most famous odd mascots there is. The classic Santa Cruz banana slugs. You might know them as the Sweet 16 exiters every single year. The Santa Cruz banana slugs have a pretty good basketball team, a fantastic mascot, and that is about it. <laughs> Sammy is a per- perennial favorite. He, I, I don't know what a banana slug looks like, <laughs> to be fair, but this costume. It looks like that, dude. It looks, but like scale that down to like six inches long. You know, basically like the same thing you have to do for Scrody. <laughs> My next choice is uh, also comes from the category of like obviously like what are you doing? I'm gonna go with the Scottsdale Community College, Artie the Artichoke. Because if you're gonna have an artichoke mascot, might as well call him Artie. Alliterate it. Yeah, that's for sure. Artie the Tiger. That's that's better. Still Art, better. Artie is still better than Mike. Yeah. Still better for sure. And Mike is actually a better name for an artist. I was thinking that too. <laughs> I was literally going to say that if you didn't. Well, once they're on my team, we'll we'll talk about rearranging names and numbers and stuff sure. like that. So. Yeah. You can't have everything. You know, sometimes you just got to, you got to take a different number when you join a new team. Exactly. Yeah. For my next pick, I'm going to go with something that I have no idea. We've known what everything is. I know what an artichoke is. I've seen a banana slug, and I've stuck my dick in a clam. I'm going to go with the St. Louis University Billykins. Now, I cannot tell you what a Billykin is, but it looks like a henchman of an evil character in a children's film. He looks like someone that hangs out and goes, yeah, boss, get him. It looks like an albino chupacabra. <laughs> like, it's it's hideous, and I would never want to root for this thing. It looks like it would just eat your soul and put a curse on you. Yeah. So. Good look. On Billykins. Saint from the Lou, and I'm proud. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I could not tell you what a Billykin is, except for nightmares mascotified. <laughs> yeah, it's it seems like the uh, um, the it seems like something that the Philly fanatic would have a nightmare about. Absolutely. <laughs> um, for my next pick, I'm gonna take the Georgia Tech Ramblin' Wreck, which is a 1930s Ford Model A. That's right. One of the school's unofficial mascots is a car. So you're goddamn right. I'm having all my other mascots pile into this thing and drive around town. Well, uh, we'll figure out who's driving it in a second, but I wouldn't put Mike behind the wheel. It's probably Scrody or Artie. (laughs) I wouldn't put that dick behind the wheel either. I'd I'd go Artie. (laughs) Well, if they're driving around Chicago, then he'll fit right in. Yes. Joe, for my next pick, I'm gonna go. Uh, I'm gonna go a little internet savvy on this one. This pick is gonna honoring my boy from the Cincinnati Zoo, Harambe. So I'm going with the Pittsburgh State Gorillas and Gus. I think you. I think as a team, you could never go wrong with putting somebody in a gorilla suit. Like, ask the Phoenix Suns. It's always gonna work. Yeah. It's a fucking gorilla suit. That's fucking baller. Have you fucking seen trading places? (laughs) Kids, watch that movie if you haven't seen it yet. Yeah, if you haven't, go see it. But yes, I am going with Gus from Pittsburgh State only to honor Harambe. Big ups. Mascot top for Harambe. Um, (laughs) For my final pick, I'm going to go to the Big Ten. And I'm going to grab Nebraska's unofficial mascot, Lil Red, L-I-L Red, which is the only mascot in all of college football that is not a cloth costume, not a fabric costume. It's one of those blow-up costumes you'll usually see people doing like sumo sumo suits or Santa Clauses. Oh. It's got a fan in it to, to pump like 100 cubic feet of air every minute into that costume. Um, school... Did not like it. 
However, he was inducted into the College Mascot Hall of Fame in 2007. So, Lil Red, welcome to the club. Well, I'm surprised that you didn't go with the Hilltoppers Big Red and his older brother. They're, they're not related. Big Red seems to be some sort of strange, odd red toad thing. Oh, he's the one that eats things. He looks like a Muppet. Yeah. 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 Or like a character in a... Like video game, yeah. Chuppy. He does look like Chuppy. Oh my god! Mm. <laughs> Shout out to friend of the podcast, Sarah Shockey. For my last pick, I'm going to head south to the University of Louisiana at Lafayette. Their mascot of a cayenne pepper. <laughs> it is just a cayenne pepper. It replaced the raging Cajun, and then it became just cayenne pepper so i'm gonna go with that and i hope he goes well with gooey duck <laughs> yeah if nothing else you got a good meal shaping up over there hell yeah i do a couple of gooey ducks little banana slug i don't know how gorilla meat is but i'm willing to try uh hey joe uh since i'm gonna go ahead and have this food party you don't want to but if you wanted to go ahead and trade me Artie the artichoke for gus the pittsburgh state gorilla I can still go dicks out for Harambe and balls out for Bantu and still have a delicious meal. I'd take that trade. Perfect, Joe. Thank you. You're invited to the meal. Thanks. I'll be there. It'll be gooey duck and artichokes. Uh, I am actually busy that day. <laughs> Wait, what day did you say it was? It's Tuesday. I'm busy that day. Okay. We got a brand new segment here we're going to try out this week. We're going to have one walk-off question. We're going to ask one question, and everyone's going to get a chance to give a response, and it's going to be one walk-off. This week's walk-off involves former Heisman Trophy winner Johnny Manziel, who is enrolled back in school at Texas A&M for Parks and Tourism Management. To Joe, MB, Hooli, if you had to go back to school, what would you go back to school for? Um, I'd really like to maybe take some classes and get a degree in um, whatever um, would let me not uh, worry about if I can uh, take an Uber or not. <laughs> like if I can afford it. Oh, so sure. Like, oh, like sure, maybe sure. finance degree. The or most like, financially secure job that you could have. Either that or like a degree in like like urban wellness of like being able to be like, Hey, when you're going to live in a city, like this is the shit you got to do. Like, right. Sure. Yeah. Here's how you, here's how you look for apartments that have utilities included. That's you really know? funny. Here's the grocery stores that you go to, to save 60 bucks every two weeks. So you can um, take that Uber. So you can take that Uber. Cause wh why, why would I start to choose to get up on time? just to save money and make myself more comfortable in every facet of my life. Why would I choose to do that? That's for suckers. Yeah. Instead of changing my behavior now, I want to go back in time and make things easier for me now. So that's, you know, America. Yeah. So, uh, I have a similar like head answer. My head answer is, uh, coding like development, um, like site and app development. There, oh. there's just like no question that that is, you know, the to me that seems this is and is going to be the most marketable skill that anyone could have for the foreseeable future, as being able to code. But my heart says filmmaking. Mm -hmm. I think, like, genuinely, were I to really be able to dig into something at this point in my life, it'd be really cool to like know about filmmaking. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's a good choice. I would probably go with the biggest waste of money for the least amount of return. And this isn't something that I would like to do professionally. No, I already said filmmaking. No. <laughs> <laughs> and it's not because I have like if it were, you know, my, you know, if I was really thinking about everything, it would be somewhere where Joe is. I've taken the LSATs a couple of times. I've more than ready to go to law school on more than one occasion, and I've passed. 
because I didn't want to do it. So if I were to go back, it wouldn't be for something monetarily advantageous, like becoming a lawyer. It would be for something, I don't want to say it's for the heart, because it's for my tum-tum, because I'd go to culinary school. Mm. Hell yeah. Line cooks make an average of about six cents an hour. (laughs) <laughs> and it costs like almost as much as a regular college to go there. But it wouldn't be something that I would be doing for a professional. I'm in the front of the house. I love bartending. I would never leave. But I would absolutely love to step up my cooking knowledge game. I'd love to be a, like a chef, like a real chef. Sure. I, love, I love cooking. I just love experimenting in the kitchen. Like I made a, uh, like a homemade uh, like a, a crusted salmon for dinner last week. And just like picked the stuff out of the cabinet and like whisked egg and put like lemon juice in it to like soak the salmon and then breadcrumbs and stuff. It was awesome. I put Oreos in my Rice Krispies because I felt sad the other week. Dude, culinary genius. It worked. That's a, that's a, I think that's called fusion. (laughs) Yes. Yes. (laughs) So, uh, our hats off to Johnny for picking up the graduation cap that we all put down many years ago. And uh, yes, yeah. for being the inspiration for our walk off this week. That's all we've got for you this week, sports fans. Follow us on Twitter at Huli and the Joe. The Joe threw up a fun caption contest that. Uh, the only person who has participated is related to one of the members of the team. Thank you, brother. Uh, you So if you want in on things like that, follow us at Huli at the Joe. Facebook.com slash Huli and the Joe. Instagram.com <laughs> slash, <laughs> just kidding. Uh, Instagram at sports underscore retorts. Two weeks, we will have some more thoughts on football on the college and professional level. We will certainly have some thoughts on the wildcard race in Major League Baseball. And we may have the introduction of the Hooligan Soccer Second. But you'll have to tune in to find out. This has been a Nerdalogs production. If you'd like to help make more things like this, please visit patreon.com slash nerdalogs to donate today. And go to www.nerdalogs.com for more cool stuff. Thanks for being awesome. Thank you all. Thank you all. I am grabbot23548x. <laughs> Thanks, I'll leave my own joke in. <laughs> Good, it was a good joke.